It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. Hot button, bro. I got a question for you. Who? Um, who wins in a fight? Jackie Chan. So, <laughs> Jackie Chan wins a, in a fight against anyone else that I was going to say. Yeah, but ask your question. I was going to say, who wins in a fight? Salma Hayek, uh-huh. Penelope Cruz, or Paz Vega? Three very attractive Latina women. Are they fighting with looks or are they fighting with weapons? Just fighting, uh, yeah, just like a no rules fight in an arena. Salma. Salma, why is that? She's got big hands. I'd have to say that too. Salma looks like a big lady. Mm. Salma Hayek, she she tackled roles like Frida and also tackled a, a vampirical stripper in From Dusk Till Dawn. Have you seen that f- flick? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's scary as shit in that. She's also really good in Once Upon a Time in Mexico. I don't think I've seen that. Man. My it's apologies. Good. You should apologize to everybody again. One more time. One more time. Hey, uh, baddies, listeners, even if you don't consider yourself a baddie and this is your first time listening, I apologize um, for not having seen that film. Welcome, 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 everybody. Yeah, welcome to another episode, episode of ICBTB. Podcast. Podcast. Also known as? It Can't Be That Bad. Podcast. Alejandro, today we're going to defend a movie. Christian, today we're going to defend a movie. Yes, and I'm going to say that growing up, since this was an Adam Sandler film, I thought I was really going to love it, but I disliked it as a kid, but that's because it wasn't really like the other Adam Sandler films. Because it wasn't Happy Gilmore. Uh, Happy Madison, yes. Happy Madison. Yeah, Happy Gilmore is the name of the specific film. Happy Madison is the name of his production company. I know what I was saying. Do you know what you were saying? I do. Oh, really? Yeah, because he's not as funny as he is in the movie. Oh, okay. I don't know. I just... I. I'm sorry that I assume. Sometimes you try to correct me on things, bro. <laughs> and it's like, honestly, Christian. And you don't we try get to it, correct bro. me? Well, I'm usually right when I correct you. At least I'm not being a, a douche about it. What? No, sometimes you could be a douche no, about it. No, but that's because I'm right. That's I'm not being a douche if I'm right. No, look at this. We are two minutes in and we're already getting hot. I'm not getting hot. Maybe well, you shouldn't drink that coffee. Maybe the caffeine's getting to you. No, it's not. It's I'm fine. It's not. <laughs> I start speaking really fast. Finishing the coffee. I can't throw it out now. I got to finish it. Cut to a fist fight of us. You want to cut to that, huh? You no, I don't want to fight, man. That's what I thought. I'm tired. This movie has no fighting. No fighting. Physical fighting. But a lot of emotional fighting. So much emotion. It's You know what? what? When I was a kid growing up and I heard of this movie, all I knew about this movie was that there's an egg sandwich. Oh, that's all you knew about it? And the egg sandwich is in for like two seconds. I think because in the commercial, they feature the egg sandwich like twice. So people would say like, hey, you seen Spanglish yet? And you're like that egg sandwich movie? That's all. Well, <laughs> nobody ever brought it up to me. But anytime I saw like the thumbnail for it or I saw it on HBO or whatever, I'd be like, egg sandwich movie. Oh, that's very odd. Because if you were to bring that up to anyone, no one would know what you were talking about. Actually, I think a lot. if you said, hey, we're doing that egg sandwich movie. Yeah, I'd be like, um, oh, what with Adam you... Sandler, Spanglish, Spanglish. Oh, the one. Uh... See, you, I don't know why you're making yourself sound stupid because that's not how you sound. If I was doing the impression, it'd be like this. Actually, Alex, I think it sounds very good. And that's I what know you it... think I sound like. That's how I know you sound. You make me sound like Darwin from what's that uh, <laughs> wild cartoon? Thornberries? The Wild Thornberries. Yes. <laughs> you call me a monkey, bro. You are a monkey, bro. Spanglish was released in 2004. Was rated PG-13 and has a runtime of two hours, 11 minutes, or 131 minutes. 
I like how you rolled into this real fast so that I couldn't really rebuttal after you called me a monkler. Monk monkey. Wow, easy for you to say. I would never call you a monkler. A monkler? I would never call you that. That's offensive to all the monklers out there. <laughs> Stop saying it. It's our word. <laughs> Keep going. Monkler. It has a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, a 53% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 4, 8, 48, 4, 80, 4, 8 percent. What the fuck happened right there? <laughs> on Metacritic. We do this every single time we record and you change it up every single time. Mr. Baltazar. That's me. Baltazar. That's Mr. Baltazar. I don't like that rendition of my last name. That's getting really creepy. What percentage of Google users like this film? 89%. Mm-mm. 91%. Mm-mm. Lower? Mm-hmm. Uh, 82%. Mm-mm. 85%. 85 okay. I could have let you go on like this for hours, and I have before, but it's just too much editing for our editing guy. For hours, okay. That's quite an exaggeration. Two you minutes think I tops. exaggerate? Uh, when yes. have I ever exaggerated? Every single day of your life, every single minute of your life, every <laughs> single second. <laughs> what a <laughs> ridiculous thing to say. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Well, Christian, if it pleases the court, the itty bitty nitty gritty committee has a report to say. And what's that report? The report is the synapses. Coming right at you. Oh man, this one's got a lot of, a lot of names. Oh man. All right. Good luck. Thanks, pal. Mexican immigrant and single mother, Flor Moreno, wow. finds housekeeping work with Deborah and John Klasky. A well-off couple with two children of their own. When Flor admits she can't handle the schedule because of her daughter, Cristina, Deborah, decides that they should come and move into the Klasky home. Cultures clash and tensions run high as Flor and the Klaskys struggle to share space while raising their children on their own and very different terms. This movie had a budget of about... um, Oh, shit. I don't have it on that page. Christian. What? Fill the space. Hi, my name is Christian, and I'm going to... Okay. It had a budget of $80 million. It was directed... Also, I do want to say the director, James L. Brooks. It yes. was directed by James L. Brooks, the GOAT, uh, if you will. We can jump into that later. Yeah. Um, $80 million is how much they gave him to make this film starring Adam Sandler and a female by the name of Paz Verga? Paz Vega. What did I say? Paz Verga. You, had, you slid an R in there. I always slid an R in there, baby. That's not even sexual, <laughs> nor will that turn anyone on. <laughs> If you were to say that to a lady tomorrow, they'd be like, what do you mean? You slid an R and everything. Just like, man, we need a shit. Oh, roofie? Is that what you mean? R stands for roofie? You're fucking terrible, dude. That doesn't get, that's not going to work. That's not going to slide. It will work, but it's not going to be I mean, it will work, but in the eyes of society, oh my gosh. I call that a Bill (laughs) Cowes. Thank you. Thank you. Budget of 80 million doll hairs. I think it made $96 million. I don't think it did too well. So you think it made $96 million? Yeah, so it had like a slight profit. It didn't lose money, but it didn't make that much. My math is correct. I believe it made uh, 20% profit. Okay. (laughs) Was your math correct? I had no idea. It actually made $55 million. Then your math is way off because it went negative. My math is for yours. Oh, for mine. Okay. But it really made $55 million. So it lost a lot of money. It lost about $25 million. million. (laughs) Look at us in arithmetic. We're so smart. Wow, we know fifth grade arithmetic. It can't be that math. That's one of your better renditions of our (laughs) titles. I'll I'll give that to you. Finally. 
So what do we want to talk about here? This has got a lot of stuff. This isn't a funny movie, guys. I'm sorry we're making you watch a drama, but this one has no serious... Well, it has some jokes. No, it's funny. It's no, there's, some, there's a lot of jokes, but it's definitely a drama first before it is a, a comedy. dramedy. Yeah, perfect. A perfect way to go. There are some serious undertones uh, through and through this movie. It's undertone. Yeah, it's about like two cultures colliding and them trying to find common ground and bridging that gap. And very interesting, you know, one of the things that I thought was something that, they, that you don't see often, at least I don't see often in movies, is that idea of uh, immigrant parents trying to raise their children. Actually, you do see that quite a bit. Uh, like first generation immigrants uh-huh. trying to figure out how to live in america right we've seen it yeah actually i don't know why except we hardly i see that every day with my mom all the time well i see it all the time with my mom and dad bro and so there is a way that we could relate to this film i'm sure if only we had a way to talk about it in a public way hmm something like a like an audio medium that people i got it listen what we'll start a radio show a radio show a radio show and we'll use transatlantic accents and we'll talk like this boys hello listen here Listen here, this is our new radio show called It Can't Be That Math. Hear this, Hitler. <laughs> In the 40s. The Americans most... are coming after you. The American forces have landed on Normandy Beach, and we have taken it. Take that, Hitler. So you better watch out, because we're gonna win. <laughs> well, we're gonna win. We're gonna win. <laughs> but this is not a podcast about 1940s This is not a radio show radio from 1940s. Shows. No, no, no. This no, is no, a, no. a podcast where we're gonna talk about this. Maybe, 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 maybe we should just talk about the movie now. We'll talk about the movie. I, 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 that's usually what we do. What I do want to say about this movie, though, we we we've, we've discussed it a little bit prior to recording. We want to say out there that Tia Leone is a raging bitch. Oh yeah, terrible Let, mother. Let's. Uh, I I think it'll help if I say a couple of the people on the case. Yes. Um. So Adam Sandler is starring. He is John Klasky. Paz Verga. She is playing Flor Moreno. So is there an R in there? No, Vega. What I Vega. Think? You keep adding Vega. the... Oh, you Vega. Roll, you're putting Vega. a Spanish R in. Vega. Vega. Why are you saying it multiple <laughs> times? If you speak to anyone like this, you're I not going to have much of a dialogue any, with anyone. I don't want any more of this coffee. It's making me crazy. <laughs> no. I've ha- We've had coffee together before, and you haven't gone this crazy. Usually, you'll just talk a little faster, but now you're just taking one word and <laughs> putting a monstrous voice to it, and it's, it's scaring me. Uh, it also has Tia Leone, Cloris Leach. That's short for Cloris Leachman. Um, there's a gentleman by the name of Ian Highland. He plays Georgie. And his sister is Sarah. Sarah Steele. She plays Bernie. Sarah Steele. That sounds like a porn star's name. But if you see this movie, <laughs> Bernie for show doesn't look like a porn star, and nor does she look like anyone that will be a porn star. Wow. No, 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 no. Just saying wow. that she has a lot. She looks like a wholesome woman. I didn't look, guys. When you cut that con- out of context and frame Christian for being a horrible human, don't include me. What the heck? Why you gotta? Okay. Why you gotta be like that? Why bro? you gotta be like that, man? <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, this movie is about Flor coming yes. to America for a better life for her daughter. Um, it's a very common trope in America. You know, mm-hmm. we see a lot of of those people. Um, I think they're called Mexicans who come to America to make a better life for themselves and people from. All different walks of life. Or immigrants. Let's use a more general term. General Don't say, term? I think I think they're called Mexicans. I think they're called immigrants, dude. Mm. <laughs> yes. Okay, if you say so. Which is also an interesting concept. Yeah, to be specific, she she is a, a Mexican woman uh, who immigrated from Mexico to here. Correct. Um, went through south of the border. And yeah, in a deleted scene, they got an airplane. They oh, really? Show, they don't show it, but in a deleted scene, they, f- they fly over the border. You got the DVD of this? Uh, I have my ways. As in typing in deleted scenes into YouTube. <laughs> deleted scenes, Spanglish. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe not. Okay. 
But in this one, they just uh, they took they walked through. No, they just cut it out. They just don't. They leave it ambiguous. I think that's what it's called in the movie world. Because they just ended up on a bus in, in America. America, and we we're like, okay, they got how they got there somehow. They don't want to do incriminating evidence. They're not trying to film actually how people get in there. That's a secret, bro. Shh. Gotcha. Okay, so they want them down the low low. An airplane is the secret. Gotcha. Uh, so yeah. This uh, what this movie is about, like I said, are two cultures colliding. They're yes. very different. Uh, uh, upper class white collar white family. Yes. And a lower class working Mexican family. Exactly. They um, Floor gets a job working as a house more like more like a general nanny. Really, she's For, doing a lot more than just housekeeping. You know what I mean? She's taking care of the kids. She's yeah. Making the meals and coffee. Yeah. Yeah. She's there 12 hours a day. A lot, So much to the point that eventually in the middle of the movie... Her daughter moves in. Yeah. Tia <clears throat> Leone wants both she and her daughter to move in. It's really interesting, uh, you know, because nobody speaks Spanish in the family. and No. And Flor doesn't speak any English. Mm-mm. And so it's very... Uh, that's a, a big part of the movie in the beginning. It's and a s- language barrier. Yeah. And slowly but surely, they kind of get past it. But it's, it's, it is an interesting trope that uh, when they're making the initial transaction yes you can tell that both of them are kind of realizing it's going to be real difficult to yeah. conversate and have a back and forth when yeah speak the language. um but there are funny parts like when i, I wrote down a note when tia leone was not able to say florida's name she kept on saying floor floor <laughs> and i was like i feel you girl why because i can't roll my r's oh they explain how to do it in the movie uh, but uh, yeah you what you touch the roof of your tongue with your or floor. the roof of your mouth with your tongue yeah I mean, I could do it shortly. I could say Florida. I think that's that's good enough because you don't have to hold it. You don't have to like be like a salsa dancer with it. Let me do, do a salsa dancer rendition of rolling <laughs> your R's. Uh, and now coming to the floor. <laughs> floor. Floor. <laughs> yeah, I mean. You sound like, like a dying tiger. I would say like a dying lawnmower. Oh, oh that's, that's kind of rude. Oh, sorry. But you had it with a short floor. Yeah, I could do floor. Alejandro. Alejandro. I, do, I think I'd be pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Roll. I'm pretty happy with that. Drum roll, please. Drum roll. No, uh, eventually, <laughs> with the family, you meet the, uh, the rest of them. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So, Tia Leon is the wife. Yes. Uh, what's, what's Klasky? What's her first name? Um, I forget her first Deborah. name. Deborah. Deborah Klasky. Deb. Yes. Uh, she's married to John, played by Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. They have two kids, daughter, son. Yes. Bernie and Georgie. Yes. Georgie, who you barely see any of. It seems yeah. like he has no cares in the world. But they do touch on the fact that Georgie has nightmares. Yes. That he is riddled with nightmares almost every night because because Cloris Leachman says what? Oh, also, Cloris Leachman plays a grandma. And Cloris, what does she say about his nightmares? She's forcing him to learn these. She's so. not forcing him. She teaches him the songs when he has nightmares yeah. so that he can sing them and not be scared. Oh, I thought... It was more of like a chore so no. that he would associate the nightmares with having to learn these songs. So like he would, his body would teach itself huh. like, oh, I shouldn't have these nightmares because if I have a nightmare, I'm going to have to learn one of grandma's songs. No, because remember that lady, the random lady comes up to Chloe Leachman and she's like, I listen to your music whenever I feel sad. Yes. So I think that's what she's doing. She's teaching him to sing these songs so that when he's scared, he sings these songs. It could be that. Maybe I just had a very pessimistic a real dark perspective. Weird that you had the pessimistic view yeah. of it. Yeah, which is weird because I when actually this that was actually one of my favorite parts of the movie. It was is. a small scene like that. 
Because you're getting to see a little more of the family. Yeah, definitely. And you get to know more about Cloris Leachman's backstory and the kid. Although, every time we see Georgie after that, he is learning a song. So that means he's always having nightmares. This kid is fucked up in the Constantly head. having nightmares. He's having zombie nightmares. He's probably pissing the bed a lot. Poor Georgie. Yeah, poor Georgie. Uh, Adam Sandler is a top executive chef at this really classy restaurant in yes. Malibu, I guess. Because that's where they get their beach home. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is on the verge of getting a, uh, his Michelin star rating. Yes, and for you listeners out there that haven't seen this movie, I know that sounds like fantastic news, but <laughs> Adam Sandler wants to try anything and everything to, to avoid that four-star rating. He want, he doesn't want four stars. He says at one point, which I thought was very clever, he talks about how what he would like ideally is three and one-quarter star. So specific. You get all the, the recognition and the and the fame. And you're the, still and a from, great restaurant. But you're not held to the same standard as a four-star restaurant no. where you can't risk messing up or doing something wrong. And It's a rough he, life. Having an exec, Being an executive chef like that, I think, is a rough life. Oh, I bet. I mean, I, I, I see where he's coming from. He wants to keep the the local organic feel of his restaurant with having like organic customers people of the town organic customers still, you know what i mean by yeah, that no preservatives yeah n- that's not what i mean by oh. that <laughs> but like people uh, like the townspeople have a chance to eat Come at in. that restaurant yeah. rather than people booking months, months and in months in advance and he's just always going to be stressed i think the family has a problem with making problems out of nothing because that's not a problem in the restaurant industry because no. there will always be people who will want to walk in and people who will cancel reservations yes. so so for him being like i want to keep some tables open just in case people walk in stupid <laughs> you you don't agree with him disagree that's why you don't let people in the back of the house make decisions for the front of the house yeah, so you've worked in the restaurant business. Would you? What, what route would you have taken if you were Adam Sandler? Would you have been like, "Fuck yeah, let's go with these four stars," or would you have been like, "Yeah, no, I'm down for the go three for the and a quarter." You got to go. No, you got to go for the best. Yeah, got to go for the best. I mean, Which and then he gets. Yes, he gets he four gets stars. The absolute best. He gets. He's reading the newspaper. He's nervous as shit to see what his review is, and he is so disappointed in the fact that he got four stars. Yeah, because they don't show you what the review is, but he opens up the newspaper and is like disappointed. And, yeah, and then we don't find out until later that actually, he and you think I thought maybe he got a bad rating. Yeah, got a bad review. But you don't find out until his daughter Bernice, who this child actress, she is so phenomenal. Sarah Steele. Sarah Steele, yes, uh, the porn star. Um, she is doing such a fantastic job at playing this character that she actually reads her dad's review and starts crying. She, Bernice is the best daughter ever. Yes, I want Bernice as a daughter. It's such a shame how Tia Leone treats her in this movie because she is an absolute bitch to her daughter. Piece of shit to her daughter. Um, she's constantly telling her that she like, is too big and needs to lose weight. And then she buys her clothes that are two sizes too small. Yes. And like, it's really fucked up. And like, one, one main example that you see in the beginning of the movie is, uh, Bernice, since her father is a a well-renowned chef, she learns how to cook as well. So she knows how to make this infamous egg sandwich that you were talking about earlier in the, uh, podcast. And she makes it, and she gives it to Florida, and Florida loves it. That's not an egg sandwich. What That's that? like some sort of fried sandwich. Is that a pastry or something? No, it looked like a like a like a grilled cheese or a fried peanut butter sandwich. Like it, it, there wasn't an egg sandwich. It that looked was something real else. good though. Of course you would think it was. Yeah, yeah. of course. No, the fat kid in me got super excited. Yeah, I think I think it's like a fried peanut butter sandwich, peanut that butter and banana sandwich. Good. Yeah, well, that fried peanut butter and jelly sandwich um, she gave to Florida, and Florida loved it. And then Tia Leone... Well, even if she didn't love it, she made it look like she did. Yeah, yeah. But you could see in uh, in Paz uh, Vega's face, like, ooh, this is a, this is a good sandwich. <laughs> I guess. I saw more of like, uh, ooh, I better... She worked hard on this. She did the Christian thing. I, I better say a nice thing. Oh, if I eat something bad? 
Shit. Yeah. Well, it's hard. I mean, well, if you were to say something bad, have you ever had anyone make some food for you and you had to eat the entire thing and fake it? I would never eat the entire thing if I didn't like it. How, well, what's your excuse for not eating the entire thing? Oh, it's not I'm good. So full. So yeah, you're being. It doesn't taste good. So this, this is gross. So you're able to be that honest. Hey, sorry. I I, I have a hypothetical scenario. For Hit you. me. Um, you have a girlfriend. I don't. And that's the hypothetical scenario. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> and you that's bitch. it. <laughs> You have a uh, you have a hypothetical girlfriend. She brings you over to her hypothetical parents' house, and her mother makes you a meal. And this is the first time you're meeting her mother. What's the meal? Uh, let's say the meal is just we'll go real simple. It's it's spaghetti. It's spaghetti. how do you mess up spaghetti? It's possible. I'm sure. Fine. Okay. Let's go with something <laughs> else that you can mess up. Let's say let's something. What's something you're more familiar with? Uh, you've Man, I've eaten everything. What do you want? I was bas- I was about to say enchiladas, but I feel like <laughs> you would have you would have called me racist for that. No, that's really funny because when I went to England when I was back in the day, I was dating Shannon. Her mom made enchiladas from like like freezer enchiladas. She threw them in the oven. And how'd that go? I mean, they're frozen enchiladas. They were, you know, but yeah, it's nice. It's a good, uh-huh. it's nice effort. Like when do you? I ate all of that though because I was hungry. I've seen you on you both sides. I'll eat gross food if I'm hungry. If I'm not hungry, then I'm not eating. See, that's what confuses me. Yeah, I've seen you eat some shitty ass <laughs> shit, and you're like, "This is amazing." And then I've seen you like be very critical, having worked in a restaurant, having cooked a lot of your own food from yeah. scratch, where you'll be extremely critical. Yeah. Yeah, and same with alcohol, too. Like, you used to be a bartender, and you'll make some of these amazing drinks, and you'll drink it, and you'll criticize other people's bartending skills. Oh, all the time. But I've seen you just down some gross alcohol before, and you're just like, as long as it gets me fucked up, am that I right? high school, Alex. That's, <laughs> don't bring that up like that's something I do constantly. No, not constantly, of course, and, but and, I've seen it. Well, not high school, Alex. I mean, like, 21-year-old Alex. Is what. <laughs> Anyways, who do you think is a better chef? Uh, Adam Sandler in this movie. Or? John Favreau in Chef. Uh, John Favreau and Chef, dude. Really? I'd have to say John Favreau and Chef didn't get a good review. Remember, that's why he goes off the deep end and buys the truck. Whereas oh. Adam Sandler is a four-star chef. Well, I think that's just uh, what it is. Or it's Bradley just that Cooper and Burnt is the three-way. This is way more fictitious. Obviously, obviously, my life is fictitious. What? Is that a <laughs> I'm song? So delicious. I don't know that song. But them girls on rah rah. How come you're getting more and more timid as you're uh, now that I'm giving you a platform to sing it? <laughs> I'm never gonna get the song. It's okay. Let's talk about this movie. But anyway, um, he, he looked like a good chef. He had a very nice kitchen, although very nice kitchen. Not one Mexican employed. He speaks no Spanish. I don't believe that at all. There was a couple of things in this movie where they make a point to be like these white people don't interact with Mexicans, and it's like, but how? He works in a kitchen. Like, yeah, he should. I'm in L.A. Yeah, uh, and the, in, in California. Period. Yeah, the Mexican population in California, it's through the roofs. And we're all great cooks. And and hard workers. Hire Mexican. I believe it. I believe it. Um, but he, yeah, he has no interaction with Mexicans. This is the only movie where um, Adam Sandler there's plays a stunt double. Oh. For, where there's a stunt double for making foods. Because every single time it, it <laughs> went to a close-up for him making a dish. It's not Adam Sandler. You don't see Adam Sandler. You <laughs> That's see a really good point, A different actually. pair of fans. So maybe John Favreau's chef would win then. <laughs> Probably, because you actually see John Favreau doing it. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's, that's what I uh, noticed. This movie, like I said, always reminds me of an egg sandwich, which only has like a f- two-minute part in this movie. But that's all I think about. When I think of Spanglish, I think of this egg BLT that he makes. Do you get hungry when you see this movie then? No, I get hungry when I see Chef. I get hungry when I see Paz Vega, I'll tell you that. 
That's enough. That's enough with the dirty humor, man. Not just dirty, but degrading, bro. Is you it know? degrading? She's no. a woman. She's a, no. She's a mother. And here's the point, and here's how I know why she wouldn't like it, because her character, Flor, takes her daughter out for dinner when she makes her first check, and they go to this like semi-fancy restaurant. They go to this Applebee's, It's not dude. an Applebee's. It looks no, like an Applebee's. It's not an Applebee's, and I'll tell you why it's not an why? Applebee's. Because they make a point to cover the prices, because they're like, oof, it's expensive. And her mom's like, meh, covers the, covers the prices, because they're there for a good time, not a long time. But and maybe then it was like, expensive. Let me get to my point. Okay, and go, go, you know go. what happens? What? Some assholes at the bar buy her offer to buy her a drink and she's like what who the fuck do you think you are i'm here with my daughter uh-huh. jesus who do you think you are and like scolds these men yes it's good stuff bro. and not even Respect directly this woman not even directly she has to have her daughter translate this to the waitress who and then who the then waitress tells the guys then tells these two douchey dudes in suits i do think it's funny that um she makes the daughter translate all the time and the daughter could get a really good job as a translator at the speed that she is translating in this movie she's doing fantastic uh you know i wonder like my mom used to have to translate like that for her mom when they first came to america because my grandma didn't speak english until uh-huh. like, way later in her life and was it that quick and fluid who knows i don't know i wasn't around because i don't know my mom it has always been fairly good at understanding spanish yes and she speaks spanish too i'm not trying to say that she doesn't speak spanish but like she understands a lot more than yeah she speaks but i think there there's obviously a difference between like understanding and speaking but be able to to translate to find the exact words for sure i think later on in the scene when she has that argument with adam sandler and she's having her daughter translate to it and that's a crazy scene part of the funniness of it is her daughter like saying the words and then like half listening at the same time you can tell that like she's you know Mm -hmm. translating it in the what I love is that is that she is also translating the emotion behind that is really the funny. word. And so they're both like standing there with their arms open and like standing up and getting mad. And no, I won't be. Yes, Christina, the daughter, does a fantastic job. She does great. So this whole movie is actually like a letter to Harvard or Princeton or Princeton. something like that. Yes. Um, and she's dedicating her admission essay to her mother as her biggest role model. Exactly. And so you're. This is really just a flashback. This entire movie is a flashback, and we get to see. Uh, how how much of a great woman Florida really is. Yeah, and how much of an influence she had on her daughter and how as a kid, little girl, she didn't understand yes. and that she was trying to like go away and be different and be different but then she finds that, you know. Which is why the, I think this is a very woman. important movie. It's a, in the, at the beginning of the film, uh, Florida prefaces saying like we are going to America. However, I think we should stay uh, connected with our cultural roots of being Mexican. Sure. Yes, and so uh, I think that that's really important. I do want to jump back to that scene where she is fighting with Adam Sandler. And I think it's so ridiculous what they're fighting about because Adam Sandler does this dad thing saying, oh, you kids should go play out in the beach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you should get these uh, sea shards or what are they called? Sea stones? Yeah. Uh, he's trying to make a platter, a serving platter with all these glass stones off sea the beach. Sea glass, yes. And um, so he sends the kids. He's like, look, if you find these, I'll give you 50 cents. If you find these, I'll give you a dollar. If you find these, I'll give you five bucks or whatever it is. Which are high increments. Like yeah. if these kids really tried. I think he knows that his kids aren't actually going to try. Because it because his kids to them. didn't get any of them. They Nothing. just started playing catch. <laughs> yeah, and like immediately. Running on the beach. Dude, They're if my even... dad told me, I'm going to give you this much money if you were to go out there and collect, I would be out there quick. Here's the thing. I would be out there long. I would. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, this is, what I would do is I usually would collect rocks, especially as a little kid. Mm-hmm. So if my dad offered to buy, pay for it, I'd be like, I already got like 100 right here. <laughs> okay. And you'd have a bucket and you just empty it out in front of him. So that's what... She does. Yeah. You sidebar. You seem like a kid that probably had a pet rock. No. No. But I did collect rocks. Okay. Uh, back to what we were talking about. Thank you for answering that question. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so Christina, Florida's daughter, 
takes to this very seriously and she goes out to the beach until it is dark like two three days in a row actually she does it like a couple days in a row yeah and eventually she just empties the bucket in front of adam sandler and adam sandler is stressed he's like damn how much is this and he's like you do the math she's like i've already done the math it's 640 dollars and he's like wow fuck he's like okay well i gotta go to work and like leaves Mm -hmm. but then when he comes back he has a little envelope for Christina. I would not say a little envelope, but a thick envelope. And it's full of cash. Bitch. And Christina is stoked as any girl in her... But she counts it at the table, essentially. Come and on, mom Christina. sees and mom is not about her to having that what much What are you doing money. with all of this cash? Which is a lot... Of, she's right, though. Her mom is right, though. That's a lot of money to be giving a kid for, oh, yeah. for fucking rocks. Yes, absolutely. I mean, and then that whole scene becomes... Of course, with a family struggling financially, of course you would want to take that, but this is why this movie is important yet again. It is the conflict between materialism and principle, right? I'm going to go, we've touched on it a couple of times, but Tia Leone's bitchiness in this movie. She yes. played an incredible villain, so much to the point where I hated everything she did and everything she said. Yes. Uh, everything irritated me, but that is a sign of a great actress. Yeah, she really embodied this horrible person from her jogging on the street to cheating on Adam Sandler for no reason. Let's break those down because her jogging on the street was <laughs> pissing me off. She's, like, it's great. Girl, get your cardio all in. About, like, and it's not about getting the cardio. It's about showing off that she's getting her cardio, bro. Yeah, she's walking, like she's running uphill. She is 20 feet behind a group of runners and she's mm-hmm. already yelling, left, left. I'm coming, yeah, I'm Who's coming she, at Captain you. Captain America? Yeah, what the fuck? Like, just, just say excuse me when you get there. Or just, yeah, wait till you get there. Yeah. Say left, but when you get there. Yeah, give them a warning, but don't try to like flex in front of all of these people. She's, she's, I want to break down I like, her character. I like her foot race that she has with Paz Vega later on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Paz Vega almost kills her in those flats. Sweating <laughs> profusely after this 10 second race. Hey, it was a long race uphill. Yeah, uphill. Maybe. Maybe it was a hot day. Who knows? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe she's just a sweaty pig. How about that, Alex? No, Christian, I think you're wrong. No, Alex, I'm telling you, she's a sweaty pig. Don't put words in my mouth. Sorry. I will speak highly of Paz Vega. She is fantastic. No, I am. I just I'm just pointing out what was unusual. Don't make those faces. What are you, a kid? You look like a kid. You look like a kid. You're sitting like a kid too. You're You're, You're slumped. How's your back? How's this? That's fucked up. Your middle finger honestly looks crooked. I'm actually worried. Can we look at your middle? Why does it look crooked, dude? You have a crooked middle finger. <laughs> Never take like a wannabe thug picture where you're flipping off the camera because a lot of people are just going to comment. It still looks crooked. Is it? Your middle finger looks like a boomerang. It, it kind of goes to the. What happened, Whoa, dude? It kind of goes this way. Yeah, dude. I mean, not, not that it's a big deal, but... I had perfect hands. I used to have perfect hands. Dude, you can't be a hand model anymore. Oh, my God. I've been told that I could be a hand model because I nope. am known... You <laughs> <laughs> just break my middle finger. <laughs> nope. Not anymore. Uh, fuck! I do have a weird-looking thumb. You see this? Ah! I know, it's gross. It's flat. Very flat. I have very tall thumbs. Uh, you have, No, you have a good-looking thumb. Thanks. It's great for thumb wars. I don't know. My, I could dot with the way. <laughs> I know you listeners cannot see any of this. I'll post a picture of my thumb, thumb uh, in the story. Thumb, thumb pics. <laughs> thumb pics. Yes. Uh, anyways, 
Yeah. I thought it was interesting <laughs> when Tia Leon brings uh, in the clothes for her daughter and how excited she was for the gift. And then she finds out that they're like two sizes too small. Yes. That scene was really good because it shows us three things. What? One, it shows us the relationship between Tia Leon and Bernie because it's such a bad, deteriorated relationship. It shows how deeply Bernie wants to. It shows how deeply Bernie wants to have a relationship with her parents, both of them, because we already see her relationship with Adam Sandler and how good it is with, with her. But she yeah. really wants that with her mom as well. And then we also see how blatantly clear to everybody else how bad Tia Leone is treating her kids, except to Tia Leone. Because in that scene, everybody's in the room and sees her doing this and, make, and sees how it affects Bernie. And Tia does not at all see what she did wrong. And it's a, such a huge red flag that she's got, that she's fucked fucked up is because she does not see where where she's being wrong to be a parent you have to have a heightened level of awareness of self-awareness because that was just ignorant of her to like what do you mean like to buy her kid clothes that purposefully do not fit just to tell her don't worry you're gonna lose weight like she doesn't need to lose weight and not only that but then getting mad at adam Sandler for not being on her side yeah well there's this whole conflict about Adam Sandler being the good cop and Taylioni being the bad cop. When in reality, Taylioni was just being a bad person. <laughs> really? That's true. That's not what I expected you to say, but yes. And yeah. I think this is why Taylioni wanted to form this new bond with Christina. Because here's a chance for her to start over. It and was be a clean better. slate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could be a good mom. I could be the fun mom instead of having to be the bad guy that she always is with Georgie and Bernie. Interesting. I didn't even think about it like that. Yeah. And uh, Adam Sandler, of course, we did even talk about how Adam Sandler falls in love with Paz Vega's character, with Florida. Yeah. I mean, so because his marriage is loveless, essentially, because yeah. T. Leone is so scatterbrained and crazy, it's hard for them to have a, a happy, successful marriage. And so there's temptations. And we find out that T. Leone has cheated or is continuing to cheat on continuing she's she's been doing it for i think she says a few weeks in the movie banging this real estate agent which what the fuck dude oh uh, she acts really weird she buys furniture and artwork for a rental home which yes. i thought was like another she has like some crazy red flags that there's something really wrong with her she yes she she yeah she's I, crazy i think uh i think she probably needs some like real psychiatric help she needs to go to therapy she more she needs than that. more yeah psychiatric help for sure because she is making problems appear out of nowhere she is blanketing her insecurities on with, everybody else on everyone else she's pointing fingers rather than pointing fingers on herself she's, she's saying that no she's work stressed. on her own yeah and if we were to break down her character real quick it seems that she's been pampered her entire life. With her mother having been a famous singer-songwriter, sure. there must have been a lot of income that she kind of just Definitely. Uh, depended on. And then with her having married a top executive chef at this four-star restaurant, sure. obviously they're living a lofty life. I think she also, well, I think what you get from learning about her past is that she doesn't know how to be a mother because her mom wasn't there. That's all. That's very true. You know, she doesn't know what it's like to be a mom because, or maybe this is how she thinks it is to be a mom because that's how close Leesman was to her as a daughter. Because mm -hmm. even then, she's like, "Look, mom, I don't want to go into like all the problems that I have because of you," which is shitty that she keeps throwing that in her face. Because again, she's like, "Don't talk to me. You have no right to talk to me." Yeah. Uh, because you you had such a fucked up motherhood to me, mm -hmm. um, which is uh, like not even close. It's apples to oranges, you know. So. Yeah, having to compare the two when they're completely different. Cloris Leachman, you can see that there's even conflict with that character sure. because no one takes her seriously because, yeah, she's kind of an alcoholic, which she... She's a straight-up alcoholic. She weans off later on. I, do you think it's funny where 
in the first scene we see her, she has a big ass martini. And then when she makes the comment of how she hasn't been drinking, she's like, and nobody noticed. So I think that's a testament to how good of an alcoholic I am. Yep. Great line. Cool so Twin does have some of the best lines. Great. Yeah. She was one of my favorite characters for sure. Yeah. yeah. And she did have like a very pivotal role in this film. Like she, she has the great role of being um, the audience member. Yes. Where she can say like, what are you doing? Like, why are you, why are you talking like this? Why are you acting this way? What's happening? Being the voice of reason multiple times over again. Yeah. And a very, I think a iconically James, James L. Brooks trope. I think there's always at least one person who's like, well, come on guys, what's going on? Like a one level headed person who also has a you know flaw or whatever. But I mean, there's so many, so many great, great aspects of this film. Do you have a, a be pass? It's going to have to go to Christina, the actress that plays uh, Christina Florida's daughter. I think she was doing a fantastic job for being a child actor at her age and having to translate that Spanish. Obviously, she wasn't doing it right there and then. There was a script, but mm-hmm. to embody that character and and just uh, be the middleman between Florida and us. I think, she, yeah, she does a great job of being, yeah, Little Girl Christina does an incredible job of being uh, able to have a foot in both worlds, the Mexican culture and wanting to expand and be her own woman and be her own little girl. Yeah, she it was it was she gave us a lot of perspective of being the middleman between yeah both worlds as you just said she was being pulled back and forth between this luxurious life of getting taken to the flea market and she's okay you brought it up I do want to talk about that real quick yes uh, she makes a line where um, T. Leone takes her to the flea market and she's like oh I've never been to the flea market it's so cool and I'm like what you're telling me that this little Mexican girl has never been to a flea market and Tia Leone the white woman from Malibu is the one who like knows how to work a flea market she doesn't no look way, like she's bro. ever been to a no flea way, market bro. no and, and you know I know I used to sell I used to work at a flea market me and my cousin used to, we used to buy huge pallets of toms and uh-huh. then <laughs> sell them That's at crazy, flea markets dude. we'd buy like 150 pairs of toms and then turn around and sell them out of our trunk and like to friends and shit do you have a super crazy story f- from working at a flea you know, market I do remember toms? I do remember like we learned just like three sentences in Spanish like what shoe size are you um, mm. how much how much like, all the how essential much phrases yeah. and mean. a couple of times like we made some good sales like we made we did that I mean he, he still sells stuff online and stuff like that but it was fun dude it was a good time we used to like go out to LA to buy him from this big warehouse it was super sketch it was uh-huh. awesome I fucking love it I know you like that I kind of it. lifestyle oh. that kind of, yes I had a receipt and shit but who cares I was still selling Tom's out the trunk of my car mm-hmm. like the first time we bought this is a funny story the first pallet of shoes that we bought we loaded up the car we drove off and we're like well let's like fucking look at all this shit so we go to this parking lot and we open up the trunk we start taking out all the shoes and like there's security guards who are like pulling up and like looking at us from like a distance and we're like oh maybe we shouldn't they're gonna think we're trying to like sell something here in the parking lot which isn't our intention but also like maybe we should just get the fuck out of here so we stuff the lot full or stuff our car full back of the shoes get back in we drive off we go to walmart of course no one gives a fuck what you do in a walmart parking lot we open it up we take all our shoes out we like took up like four or five spots and just like took all the shoes out and like looked at all the boxes and we're like all right so we have like 150 pairs of shoes ranging what? in like all sizes and like it was just a crazy That's thing to like crazy man yeah man we just we just bought a bunch of shoes bro do you have toms for yourself i do have a pair of toms still because like the men's toms they look pretty dope eh. Eh, what? I mean, they're not my kind of shoe. I remember me and my cousin both being like, who the fuck are we going to sell these to? Well, like, they're what, different styles. We, we were like, what kind of jabroni wants these shoes, bro? We're jabroni. Like, we, we literally were like, well, gay guys, women, uh-huh. uh, and like jabronis, dude. And like, <laughs> Did you guys only have the slip-on Toms? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I Classic see. Classic Toms. But because there are different types. The boxes, the bags, stickers, all of that was all like what you get with Toms when you buy them from a store is what it's we all were legit. offering. Yeah. 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 So. Man, that's crazy. 
Yeah, anyway, so the Mexican girl should know how to work at a flea market. Yeah, no, it's surprising. <laughs> and she also uh, takes Christina to get uh, highlights in her hair, and it pisses Florida off. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you know, you don't... Well, she it, she pisses Florida off that she didn't ask permission for her to take her daughter out. She just took her daughter out. That's that's what the problem is. That and is then really... And then she did a whole bunch of other shit. Because I'd be pissed, too. Yeah, like, you had just you met this girl. I don't know girl. what's going on. I don't know where you're... Yeah. Especially having... Feeling as lonely as you are being an immigrant, coming to this mm-hmm. new place, mm-hmm. uh, this new city, this new house house where you're bringing and she was already trying to leave her personal life out they didn't find yeah, out she had a daughter home. until later on this is none of their business have you ever not. been to like a beach house like that you ever rented a, a taking a vacation i've never rented uh, i had a friend in my acapella group whose grandparents owned this nice beach house at, at um what's the name of the place uh fuck it's it's along the the coast and it's called fuck what is it called sea ranch have you ever cool. heard of Sea Ranch? No. So uh, if you keep going, uh, it's like three and a half hours away from here. Okay. And it's beautiful. Oh, wow. A, a bunch of different private beaches, like a lot of trails for you to yeah. run on. Yeah, yeah. And it was just a nice little getaway. That's awesome. How about you? Yeah, one time, a couple years ago, I was dating a girl and every summer her family would rent this like super modern uh, house. There was like these row of houses on this beach, like in between Santa Cruz and Monterey, like right there in the middle. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the town now. But there was like a row of these beach houses, maybe like 10 or ten or 12 of them. Um, <laughs> that's a weird mix. <laughs> 10 or 12 of them. <laughs> 10 not, or 12. Not 11, beach houses. No, Not 11. Nope, just even numbers only. But they were all really modern, super cool houses. And I remember the house that we had rented that year had like a jacuzzi and a super crazy view. Like what? Like three quarters of the walls were glass. So you could see out to the beach. It was super incredible, super beautiful. Again, very modern. Uh, it was it's the best. Like renting a beach house like that, I think is something people should do. Like uh, over the summer, I think it's a super underrated yeah, vacation. It's a nice getaway. Like, I mean, <clears throat> yeah. don't 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 feel like you have to live a redundant life. Like when you are on vacation, just doing whatever. Because <laughs> we're you... also vacation analysts here. Yeah, it we can't go be on vacation that bad all the vacation. time. <laughs> I have a best person on set awards. Who since is it? I want to get that off my chest. I had told you earlier, but I'm throwing a curveball at you. Ooh. I have two. You're tricking me? I'm tricking you, bro. What is it, I'm dude? I'm tricking you. Okay, that's fucked up, but what You're is it? You're tricking. Uh, sh- special um, shout out to Cloris Leachman, because again, like we said, did an incredible job. Yes. And also Tia Leone embodied this character so much to the point where I hated her. Um, great job. Yes. But my best person on set goes to the writer, director, producer. Who? James L. Brooks. Of course. I mean, honestly, I was thinking of trying to give it to somebody else, but at the same time, this this guy did it all. You can definitely tell his touch on how he made this film. You can see his comedy in it. He takes somebody who makes these outlandish, absurd comedies, uh, like Adam Sandler, and puts him in this role where it's almost not even a lead role. It almost... It's not about him. It's about the daughter and the mom. It's really more, more yes. so about the mom. He plays this like sub-character, this side-character, uh, but plays it with such entirety and such integrity, he makes this a deep, rich character for us. And I think that's due to the writing and the direction yeah. and the production. Yeah, this not having been a Happy Madison film, um, Adam Sandler films around this time, 2004, uh, you would think that all the films that he was tackling are just wacky and kooky. But to see him in this... Well, he had just done Punch Drunk Love. Oh, and which so... Which is not a wacky, crazy no, movie. No, it's not. Not at all. One of his more serious, uh, refined films. Would you like to guess what the L in James L. Brooks stands for? Lawrence. Oh. Wait, does. really? Yeah. Oh, I was just guessing. <laughs> that's awesome. I was just absolutely well guessing. Done. Dude, that's, thank you. That's incredible. Wow. You never get... That's, I, was a, I was ready for wow. you to just like shoot me down. That is insane. Um, <laughs> shoot, dude. Um, before we do sign, sign off, off 
I, I do want to bring up one last thing about the movie. Hit me. Maybe two last things. Maybe um, three. But the sex scene uh, between Tia, Tia and Adam. And it's, Adam yeah. it's not gross because that's a weird man with a hot woman. It's gross because like it's just weird sex. It's weird. It does not matter how attractive the woman is. But to give some of you listeners out there that haven't seen the film some exposition, what happens is that Tia finds out that Adam gets this four-star four rating. And she jumps his bones. She comes back home from a run. So she's probably sweaty and salty. she's at the store or something because she had bags when she opened the door. Oh, that's true. And she dropped them and just ran upstairs. Yeah. Started smooching him. He gets super excited. They get on the bed. She gets on top of him. And then she like gyrates for a minute and starts screaming. Yeah, but gyrates like weird... is a good word for Thank it. Thank you. And But then makes like a weird like... Um, scream of pleasure and yes. then and all of their clothes are still on and and then she starts crying yes so after all of this screaming crying after her deep com- sobs after her come down from orgasm she just bawls and then she like adam sandler's like what the fuck is she's like he's like no, this no, no all no, happens no. within two minutes you can see that just from that two minute sex scene that tia leone is a taker and not a giver it doesn't seem like it Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, in all aspects, not just sexual, she's just taking and draining everyone of like all of their happiness just so that she could feel a little happy for herself. She is really uh, selfish in this film. She's so sorry for herself. (sighs) Yeah. And I get it. She lost her job or something like that, but uh, she's taking it out on everybody else. Yeah. Were you hoping Paz Vega and Adam Sandler? continued their fleeing and no i like that it that she is like no i'm on my own this is my family she don't need no man she's a strong independent woman a mm-hmm. latina i like it just, i'm mm-hmm. all about it bro i love seeing uh paz vega kind of fall for him too like with all <laughs> that's the... not what i said <laughs> I, I know i'm not agreeing <laughs> with that not at all what i said i, I was You're like yeah I, I like that she fell in love with him too i'm like that's not at <laughs> no, all what i was i heard saying. what you said doesn't and sound I like you were listening. It. No, I was definitely listening. I was, but I wanted to just add on to like this direction of things. No, it's great. It's great. But to like break it down a little bit, you're making me sound like a real ass, dude. You are. I, I'm just, I'm just, a, I'm a sucker for these romantic moments. And okay. you could really see it in her eyes that mm-hmm. she was a tough nut to crack at first, but she started, even with the language barrier, um, she was falling for this guy. Mm-hmm. She could see that like, wow, uh, he's unlike a lot of men that I know because Yes, he has he would the emotions get, of a woman. <laughs> dude, he reminded me a lot of myself. Totally. I could see it because I'm the person that kind of stays calm in like conflict and I won't release it until I'm out in private. Like in the car when he just screams, <laughs> he says, I'm so sorry that I just yelled. I'm so sorry. And even though it could be scary and she wanted to like just like jump out of the car when she was when he was screaming, she was like, Wow, he's transparent about his feelings. And not a lot of men, I'm sure, that she's dealt with. Uh-huh. Uh, would be that transparent with their emotions. I don't blame her. Yeah. I don't blame him. I don't. Be real with your emotions, Ben. Yeah, it's it's okay to cry. It's okay to yell and scream, but not at the expense of others. Hmm. What? You want to yell and scream to make... Your point, of course. Make your point. Only way to get your point across is to be louder than the other person. No, you can no, ask no, no. all my ex-girlfriends. That's how I do battles. Shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> I'm speaking. I'm saying you have like a microphone in your hand. Sometimes I don't even say words. I just need to be the louder one. So then when I go home, I can think to myself, I think I won that. I won that. <laughs> I won. I'm good at winning arguments. <laughs> I should be a lawyer. And then my, <laughs> my first day in law school was just like, guilty. <laughs> Uh, Alex, did you even study for this? No. You're at the bar exam. <laughs> I'm at the bar <laughs> with an exam. People are like, Alex, I don't think this is how it works. I don't I'm think like, you take the test here. No, I downloaded this online. It says bar exam. 
How many shots in a tequila sunrise? Uh, Alex, you no, you're. This <laughs> is not how you become bar, a lawyer. Jim. Get out of here. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, the sound of me running away. <laughs> are you a, a hamster? <laughs> are you a rat? <laughs> like you a just, small bug running away. Girl. <laughs> you just scatter away. <laughs> you sound like five rats. <laughs> you sound like five rats. <laughs> what a weird noise. We should say goodbye and then run away. Okay. okay All right. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>